Welcome to the Sanctus NYC Message Podcast. We are the young adult community of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, built on the transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Join us today as we look to God to lead us into the fullness of the life that he has for us. For those who don't know me, I'm Esteban. Esteban, no Estefan, or, yeah. I have a lady at the church that every time she sees me, she calls me a different name. And I'm like, she keeps like, it keeps getting worse, Stefanon. And I'm like, how are you getting there? Like, I know it's weird, but not, not that weird. Um, but anyways, what I want to talk about tonight, it's going to be really quick. Like I always say, I don't have that many thoughts. But just want to talk about what the word of God is supposed to, the role the word of God is supposed to play in a believer's life. So when I talk about the Word of God, I talk about the Bible. In this case, I have it in my computer. But uh, some of you may have it on paper, on your phone. But the whole point is just what is the role of the Word of God in the believer's life? And before I jump into one of the verses I'm going to touch on, my wife and I, by the way, that's my wife, Claire. Let's go. Dang, you clap for her more than me. (laughs) That's good. That's good. She's awesome. Um, and I love her. Yes. Two years married. We made it. Let's go. Okay. Let, let's, let's focus. So my wife and I, we were watching this documentary. I don't know if you've seen it on Netflix, The Centenarians. Yeah. Isn't it good? So what was interesting is like this guy going through the whole world, basically, and his goal is to find uh, the places in the world that have the highest density of centenarians, so people that are over 100 years old. And he calls these places blue zones. So, so he finds a couple based on data and all that information, and he goes and he studies the way they live. So he just looks at the way they live their lives. He talks to all the older people. He sees their habits, the way they live, the way they do things. So he gets to the point of just kind of like summarizing, like, what, what is making them live to 100 years old or older. So one of the, he goes to different places, he finds a bunch of things, it's actually pretty cool, you should watch it. And, but at the end of the last episode, he basically just summarizes like the, the, the four things that, that are the most important, and I'm just gonna touch on one, for someone to live healthy, long lives with no disease and all that stuff. He says that diet, it's one of the most important things. Across all these places that he visited, he saw, he interviewed, he talked, the diet was one of the key things that made people stay healthy, be strong, live longer, have better skin, um, and all these things. That's interesting. I mean, that's, you know, just, I'm, I'm sure a lot of dietitians, nutritionists, or whatever that's called, you, you probably know that already, but, um, he was, this guy was kind of like just blaming it on Americans saying we junk and sugar and carbs and this and that. And, you know, just, you kind of like feel convicted after it. My wife is like, you got to eat more greens and all that stuff. But the whole point of it is you basically, you become what you eat. So basically what you consume, it's later what just comes out of your life, what you become. And... Jesus says, we can pull up the first verse, Matthew 4, 4. It says, this is 
during the time that Jesus is being tempted by the devil and he's answering all these temptations with the word of God. And he says that Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Oh, so that's, that, that's basically saying man shall not live on bread alone. So basically saying, yeah, you need food, but he's kind of making this comparison. It's not just food like you may need like solid food to for your body but how many know that we're spiritual we're not just made out of flesh this is gonna die one day what's gonna live forever is our spirit so he's saying it's not just bread that feeds your life it's actually the word of god that fills your spiritual life so basically he's saying that you want to be strong you want to be healthy you want to have a fruitful spiritual life you want to be filled with faith, filled with courage. You need the word of God. You need to eat well. You need to fill yourself with the right stuff. And she was thinking about uh, our daily life. My wife and I were also trying to, we're realizing how addicted we are with our phones. Have you noticed that sometimes you just open your phone and immediately your finger goes, Instagram, boom, open. And I'm like, what did I just do? Like how, and you just open, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I'm just so addicted to just this pattern. So, but we just think of how many things we consume, how are we feeding our spirits on a daily basis? And it's just obvious that the result of all of that is not life. It's not the life in abundance that Jesus promised. So there's another verse that says in Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by the hearing and hearing comes uh, by hearing by the word. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That is in Romans 10, 17. And what that's saying, of course, it's saying faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The hearing part is basically because back in, back in that time, communication usually happened through spoken word. Barely some, a couple people could read, a couple people could only read back then. And people that could have access to actually like written paper where like even less, like really limited. So main communications happen through spoken word. So but basically what this is saying is just like, it, you know, it doesn't, it's not about the channel of communications, hearing, reading, but it's saying that faith comes by the word of God. So this is interesting. Like this verse is like, we've heard it probably so many times as you've been in the church circle for a little bit. But what this is saying is you don't have to approach the word of God once you have enough faith to believe what it says. You approach the word of God so that it will build faith to believe. And that actually blows my mind because so many times I'm like, should I read today? Should I not read the word of God? And you know what? I, I don't have faith. I don't, I don't feel like it. I don't have faith for it. But the whole point of it is it's not your faith what's going to make you go to the word and, and it's going to make you believe it. It's the word of God that it's active, it's alive, it does something in you. It's not just words that you memorize. It, act, it, it actually has power. And um, this just like, it, it, to me it's like such, it's such a crazy concept because like, I, I don't know if you've been in the church so, circle for a while, but just like 
walking, you know, the Christian life, he's like, yeah, I got to read my Bible more often. Oh, yeah, I'm, you know, not reading my Bible enough. Oh, okay, you know, you may hear this word and be like, yeah, actually, probably Monday I should just pick up the Bible and read a couple of verses. But that's, that's not the point of it. That's not the point just to bring condemnation, be like, you got to read your word. It's just the state of your spiritual life literally depends on what you're feeding yourself on. Is it the word of God or is it just like, work and work and work and entertainment and social media and yeah i gotta call this person and this person and you're doing all these things in your life and spending time of all these things and this i'm talking to myself because like this is what god has convicted me um you're doing all these things and living your life in this way but then you expect to feel alive you expect to feel faith you expect to feel strong if you're just feeding on garbage and like then going going and going and this is something that just blows my mind because it's not a thing that, okay, once, once I you know, prayed enough, I feel enough, I come to a sanctus meeting and I'm built with faith, I live with, you know, just encouraged. Now on Monday I'm going to start, read my word, and yeah, it's going to be great. It's not going to happen because the excitement, the feeling goes away. It just, it just lasts for a couple hours, it lasts for a couple of days. Maybe you, after the retreat, you are every day just following your Bible, playing on your Bible app, and yeah, I'm sitting in the street, and then you're 15 days behind. I'm like 450 days behind on my Bible app. Um, but that's, that's not the point of it. The point of it is you don't approach the Word of God once you have enough faith or once you, once you are encouraged or feeling like it. You got to approach it. So that it can build faith within you. So it can fill you with the, with the power, the ability to understand it and like believe that God can do those things that he's saying. The last verse that I'm going to touch on is this one in Hebrews 4.12. That says, for the word of God, if you've ever been, just heard a preacher, this is like the most famous verse probably. Like, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And I want to stay with the first part. For the word of God, it's alive and active. The word of God is not just something written on a piece of paper, good values, good morals. You know, just follow it and it's going to bless you. You know, just just do this, and God's gonna put your hand on you, and it's gonna be magical. The, the word of God is not just you know good good vibes, or it's it's alive, it's active, it has power. It's not dead. It's not just something that that you read and you know you encourage, you memorize, and it just you know it just just helps you, and you know it helps you stay positive. It's alive. It has power. The word of God is alive and active, and when you receive it, when you when you fill yourself with it. This is what happens. You again. You may. It's not about you having enough faith. You feeling excited or encouraged about it. It's about approaching it and letting it not just go in your mind. It, there is like two stages. There is like the knowledge part of it that you read it and you want to try to understand it. But if you just stay there, it's not just about memorizing it and trying to make sense of every single detail. It's about letting it go deep in your heart. Letting it go deep in your soul, because that's where the Holy Spirit actually works it's where he takes those words and he starts doing something in your heart and when i'm saying that it, when the word says that it's alive and active when you when you read that word and you let it you meditate on it you let it go deep it starts doing something in you it's alive it's active it starts working there's another verse that says like the word of god it's at work in those who believe 
That, that's funny because I never, I, actually, I never really thought of the word of God in that sense. Like, the word of God is literally working in you when you receive it and you just let it just start doing something. It's funny, my wife, I, I keep talking about my wife. I, I'm obsessed or something. Um, um, so she has like an, kind of like she gets grossed out for things that like grow, like it, like plants or stuff like that. So we put like these bird feeder on our window and you put like all these seats and stuff and then the birds come and they eat so that you see them and all that stuff and now it kind of fell and all the birds come but there's no food but um it's funny because some of those seats there are like a couple i don't even know what you call them pods with like dirt that were like dead there was nothing in there but apparently like some of those seeds fell in them and out of nowhere we see just like a, a corn coming out of her window. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to throw up. But it, 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 I'm like, out of nowhere, look out of her window, and there's like corn. And then like the corn died because we never water it. But then it grew again. There's another corn growing. <laughs> and we're like freaking out. But it's funny because like it's just a seed going deep into soil. and just being watered. It grows. And the word of God, it's in the Bible, is compared to a seed. And when you let that seed Go deep into your heart. It starts doing something. It's not just dead. It's not just, just thoughts. It starts working within you. It starts doing something. It's alive. It's active. It starts stirring faith within you. Again, the word, you don't expect to just have enough faith or enough excitement or enough emotions to do something. Go to the word of God and you're going to start seeing how it stirs faith within you and belief, and you're feeling encouraged, and you're feeling like God is working, and you're feeling like God is going to do something over your situation. So again, I don't, I don't have a long word, but I think this is a word that we all need, because if you're a Christian, you know we don't pray as we should, and we don't read as, the Bible as much as we should. That's the I think, uh, where is my friend Matt? He told me this quote, I don't know by who, it says, like, if you want to humble a Christian, just ask them, how their prayer life and their uh, reading life is going. Because <laughs> most of the times we know we don't, we don't pray as we should. We don't read as we should. But guess what? There's no condemnation. I'm not, I'm not here talking just to make you like, you better start reading on Monday. It's, it's not going to happen. It's not about just, oh, yeah, I got to force myself. God, I'm sorry. I promise you on Monday I'm going to really start my Bible plan again. The word of God is there for you. In the Old Testament, there's a story when the Israelites are going through uh, the desert. And it's like 40 years. And during those four years, God promised that he would provide. And every morning, there would be literally bread. They call it manna falling from heaven. And they actually didn't. It doesn't say that because they believe enough, every morning they would have the bread there. No. It doesn't say that because they were faithful enough, they had the bread every morning. They actually like failed to be faithful a lot of times. They fail to have faith a lot of times, but still every morning bread was there for them. What was their job? Was there to have enough faith? No. Was it to be excited? No. Was it to be faithful? Like lack sin or like be holy? No, because they actually sinned a lot during that time. Yet every single morning the bread was there. Now what was their job? Just go and take it. What am I saying with that? Are you stuck in patterns of sin? 
discouragement, depression, lack of faith. I know what you're going through. I, you know, I, I, sometimes I don't feel like reading the word of God. I don't feel encouraged. Sometimes I just have an apathy for people. And, but all those things are not things that have to keep you away from coming to God. Again, the Israelites were not faithful. They were not perfect. They were not holy. They didn't even have enough faith. Like you just read that story and you're like, these guys are dumb. Like, come on. And if you laugh, those, that, those are supposed to be a representation of us. So <laughs> that's even worse. But that, that, it's literally that. Like you just see that even though you're not faithful enough, even though you're not perfect, even though you sin, even though you make mistakes, even though you may be discouraged, the bread of heaven is there available for you. And it's not your job to have enough faith. It's not your job to be perfect. It's not your job to be encouraged and feel excited. You just got to take it. Again, like the Israelites just had to go and grab it. Now, you don't want to grab it. Uh, that's, that's a choice. Because literally just going and grabbing food is not that hard. It's there. It's, it's, it's free. It's open, available to you. So what I want to close with, it's just like recapping some of these things that we just said. But then we just, again, we got to call on God. Because this is not something that, because I just spoke to you and maybe you, you felt something. It's, it's, not, it's not something I want to convict you. It's just condemnation. Something that God has to do within us. Because again, you, you are what you eat. You want to be a strong Christian? Are you, again, are you stuck in patterns of sin that you can't let go of? I'm going to share something a little personal. And when I, when I got saved, it took me actually, I used to have an addiction with porn. You know, I couldn't stop. And for years, just, you know, just trying to stop, trying to stop and trying to be like, God, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. And I'm going to stop. And I'm going to do better. And one week would go by, two weeks, a month, but stuck with it. But because I, at that time, I didn't know who God was. I thought God was this guy in heaven who you do good, he's going to place you, do bad, he's going to spank you. And when I actually met God, had an encounter with God, it took me a little bit to let go of that. But you know how God set me free from that? I remember this verse that says, for God has not given us a spirit, uh, given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and self-control. And every time temptation would come, oh God, like you've given me a spirit of power, love, and self-control. God sent me free. I remember I got married. I was sharing to my wife. You know, it's been five years since I haven't watched pornography, haven't struggled with it. And, but all that to say, it, it, it's not my work. It was not my power. But it was literally the word of God working, being active, alive. So all that to say, what are you struggling with? What challenges are you going through? Are you stuck in depression? Are you stuck in discouragement? Are you stuck with comparing yourself with others? Do you keep just looking around and being miserable over your life? Do you keep looking at your past and you lack just forgiving for things that people have done to you or things that you have done to others? What are you struggling with? Do you have an apathy in your heart that you just care about yourself and nobody else? Are you stuck with selfishness? I'm not, not speaking to convict, to just condemn anyone. I'm just saying, like, there is freedom. There is hope. God wants to do something. God, literally, he did it all. He gave his son. He set you free. 
and he put his Holy Spirit within you so that he would do what you can do on your own. Because that's literally the role of the Holy Spirit. What you were not able to do on your own before, now he's doing in you. The promise of the new covenant, of the New Testament, the time that we're living in, is that God says that he will put a new heart in you. Change your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, a tender heart. And that he will write his commands in your heart and give you his spirit. So that means that instead of just trying to follow all these rules and be good, now God is working within you through the Holy Spirit to make Jesus alive in you. So that's what happens when you consume the word of God. He fills you and starts working. And the Holy Spirit starts like writing everything that you're reading in your heart and filling you with encouragement, with faith, saying you're free from sin. The word, it says that uh, the, in Psalms says that your word I've kept in my heart that I may not sin against you. And it's not a thing, oh, every time I want to sin, I just remember what. No, it's the word of God works within you to keep you. Someone ask the worship team to come up. Again, men shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Faith comes by the word of God. And the word of God is alive it's active it's at work so I'm just going to ask you guys to stand up we're going to pray again this is not trying to condemn anyone just I wanted you to think right now because I'm sure you can think of things that you're stuck with is it sin is it patterns that you've been just stuck with for years like Jalen was sharing like is it addictions weed he said as he was reading the word of God he felt God speaking to him and let me tell you if you, if you feel like you haven't heard the word of God you haven't heard God in a while his, word, his words sound like his word so his voice sounds like his word you want to learn how to hear God better you got to learn how his voice sounds last thing do you want to know Jesus he's your savior he's the only one that's gonna ever fill every single need and desire of your heart he's the only one that can give you hope that can help you that can lead you and that can show you the plan that he has for your life do you want to know him it says that the word of God talks about him points to him Jesus is the word Last thing, verse that I'm going to share, it says that Jesus tells the Pharisees, the guys who were supposed to know the word the better, but they just knew it here. They just didn't know it here. It tells them, you search the scriptures, you read them, trying to, because you think that salvation is found in them, eternal life is found in them. But you're searching with your head, with your, your mind. But these words that you're reading testify about me. That's what Jesus says. So do you want to know Jesus? Do you want to know God more? Do you want to know your Father in heaven? The words of the Bible testify, talk, point to him. Let me tell you, you want to know Jesus, like the best in your life, like nobody else, you need the word of God. 
So let's just pray. Jesus, thank you for being in this place, Lord. Thank you for speaking, Lord Jesus. Thank you for speaking to me first, Lord. Lord Jesus, we need your help. Lord, we can't do it on our own, Lord Jesus. I know there are people here, here Lord, stuck with sin, depression, addictions, hidden sins that have been kept for a while, unforgiveness, self-hatred, or even a misconception of who you are, Jesus. Thank you that you're graceful to us, Lord Jesus. There is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. No condemnation, Lord Jesus. But I just pray, Lord, you don't want to leave us in the same place, Lord Jesus. You love us too much to leave us in the same place, Lord. So I just pray, Lord, put a holy desire, Lord Jesus, in our hearts. Know that we would go to your word when we feel like it, when we feel like it, we have enough faith, or when we just feel excited, Lord Jesus, but that we will come to your word because it's the bread of life. It's what gives us what we actually need to live, to be strong in you, to be free from sin to know what your will is for our lives and to know you more, Jesus. Jesus, put a holy desire because we want to know you, Jesus. I pray for my brothers and sisters in this place, Lord. Fill them with your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, that they will come to your word, Lord Jesus, to what you've spoken, to what you revealed to us, Lord Jesus, so that they will know you, so that they will be set free, Lord Jesus. So we'll experience the joy of your salvation, Lord. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. To connect with us, visit our ministry page at brooklyntabernacle.org or you can follow us on our Instagram at sanctusnyc.org.